Hey, my name is Hazel Jennings, and this is The Hardest Part, a podcast where I talk to people about the hardest part of something they've experienced, good or bad, and then I edit those conversations down to be short enough that you could listen to the whole thing over a cup of coffee. Um, I talked to my friend Emily Shields about the hardest part of being a woman proposing to your boyfriend, a proposal of marriage. (laughs) Spoiler alert, it's super romantic. I hope that you like it. My name is Emily Shields. I live in Chicago. And what are we going to talk about today? We are going to talk about the hardest part of proposing to your boyfriend. Why did you decide... To propose to your boyfriend? For a lot of reasons. I mean, why does somebody propose to somebody else? I don't know. I proposed to him partly because I loved him and I wanted to be married to him. I guess mostly because I loved him and wanted to be married to him. (laughs) But also because I didn't want to pressure him or like... I didn't want to have a big discussion about when are you going to propose to me? When are we going to get married? When is this going to happen? And then when he proposed to me, feel like, oh, I just badgered him into this. Like I wanted a big romantic butterflies in the stomach moment. And I figured, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do it instead. Had you guys had any pressured conversations before? No, we had had a lot of discussions that were along the lines of when we get married or like, oh, well, we need to save up money because, you know, we'll have to pay for a wedding. Um, But there wasn't there weren't any like, when are we going to married? Why is this happening right now? Kinds of conversations. Mm -hmm. Like we didn't actually we didn't have those types of conversations because because I didn't want to ever badger him about it. Um, I didn't want to like I wanted it to to happen kind of naturally. When you decided to do this, did it feel like a radical thing or did it feel like a natural thing? It felt partly natural and partly radical, I think, because it like took so many people by surprise. Like they really wanted to be super supportive of it. Mm -hmm. But they were also just like, oh, oh, my God, I've never thought of that before. Oh, wait, have you guys have you guys talked about it? Like that was like the the number one question that people always asked me when I would tell them I'm going to propose to my boyfriend. How did that make you feel? Because that that sounds like a very loaded question. I mostly felt, I guess, defensive when people would say, have you guys talked about it? That I would just say like, yes, we have. (laughs) Um, I don't really remember exactly what my response always was, but like, yeah, we talked about it. Um, We talk about how we, you know, want to get married someday. And so I just, I'm, I'm gonna... I'm going to propose to him. My my guess is that people assume that the reason I'm asking him is because we haven't talked about it. And if we had talked about it, then he would have just asked me. I think it's very possible that they thought that he would feel emasculated or maybe that he he does have a plan and now I'm ruining it because he was going to take me up in like a hot air balloon. Um, Sounds scary. Yeah, I've heard horrible things about hot air balloons, actually. So thank God he did not choose to do that. And I decided, like, at the beginning of 2013 um, that I would propose to him in October of 2013. So I was giving, I was kind of, unbeknownst to him, I was giving him 10 months to propose to me. (laughs) 
before I proposed to him. Um, the funny thing is, too, that a lot of people, when I would like explain what my plan was, a lot of people thought, oh, maybe he'll propose to you at the same time. Or what if he proposes to you first? Or, like, what are you going to do? Um, and I... I was just like, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> You're like, what I want is to get married, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think a big part of me, too, was kind of nervous and scared about doing something that was so um, against the norm. And so it was like, if he proposed to me, then at least, like, I would still be, I don't know, normal. Or I'd still be doing the thing that, that everybody thinks that I should be doing. Why... I actually decided to propose to him was because I had this idea that like a proposal needs to be this romantic gesture and this like caught you off guard surprise moment and not something that you spend your Tuesday night talking over and then being like, okay, cool. Well, do you want to get married? Yeah, sure. Like I didn't want that to be the story. I wanted it to be a big romantic gesture. Um, and I wanted like the butterflies in the stomach. Like I, I had kind of this idea that, that the proposal is maybe one of the last times that you get those like romantic butterflies, like those butterflies of like, oh my God, are they going to say yes? Like, are they like, is that cute boy going to kiss me? Like those types of feelings that like once you're married, like you have plenty of other types of butterflies and plenty of other amazing moments, but maybe not the like, will they, won't they butterfly kinds of feelings. I don't want to discuss it with him. Mm -hmm. um, I want to have the butterfly moment. And if I have to be the one to make it happen, I'm going to make it happen. It's sort of a di it's sort of a different butterfly moment though, isn't it? It's not the butterflies of being surprised, right? Yeah, the butterflies of hoping that they will say yes. Yeah, did that feel like a change? It's different, but I I guess I just decided that it's not different enough mm -hmm. to be the surpriser than to be the surprisee, um, and maybe part of it actually is because I don't really like surprises. That I was it was a little bit of like being able to have a romantic moment without having anybody jump out from the bushes and be like, surprise, gotcha, <laughs> like you're engaged now. <laughs> That's how engagements usually happen. I'm like, pretty sure, based on the photos <laughs> that I have seen on the internet. Were you concerned about taking something away from him? I think I figured that if he, if he wanted to also propose to me, like, once I proposed to him, if he, if he wanted to be like, hey, I also have been carrying this ring around and now is, now is the time so that like we could have like double proposal. Like if he was ready, go on ahead if you've got this going. Okay, let's talk about the proposal. We went to one of his favorite places in the whole world and we went, we got some, some donuts and some cider and uh, we sat down next to there's like a little like babbling brook and a bunch of ducks that are in the brook and um, people just feed donuts to the to the ducks and so we're like eating the donuts and drinking the cider and I just kind of started talking and in this way that like he started to understand that like I was saying words that were slightly weirder than normal but I had gone over it in my head like a billion times what I was gonna say and um, honestly at this point I don't super remember what I said but essentially getting down to the fact of like you are my soulmate and I want to be with you forever and um, so then I, I, I said like and so and I pulled the ring out of my pocket and I said will you marry me and we were sitting we were sitting we were both sitting I did not get down on one knee um, 
partly because we were next to a brook and I didn't want to like, fall over into the brook. And I, I was too scared to look at him. <laughs> I, and I didn't realize it really at the time, but I had not made eye contact with him <laughs> the entire time that I was like talking or that I had opened the ring or anything. And so then finally I like looked in his eyes and he was crying and he said yes. And so then we um, had a little makeout session <laughs> in public. <laughs> and um, yeah, and he, he said yes. And so I gave him the ring. Was he surprised? He was surprised. He did not, yeah, he did not expect it. He was very glad that I did. He was happy that I did it. Did he have a plan? Was he like, oh, I was going to do it next week? He had the beginnings of a plan. He did not have a full plan, but he had started to think about what he was going to say. And so he kind of, then he just told me what he was going to say. And he was in the process of starting to think about finding a ring. So then we were looking like online for engagement rings and and like decided to pick an engagement ring out for me. He kind of whittled it down from my like big group of engagement rings that I showed him and then I whittled it down and then kind of passed it back and forth to him. And ultimately I chose one that was, is super traditional that I actually don't even wear anymore. Um, but it was like, it was a, a square, was that diamond? Uh, Princess? I asking, don't know. Asking the wrong girl. I don't yeah. know shit about diamonds. So it's a square. It's a square shape. I think that means princess cut. But it was very. It was very traditional looking. And the other one that I was looking at was very non-traditional. It was like and like unpolished, like black diamond or something. You know, had kind of a cool, weird edge to it. And I ultimately went with a very traditional ring, I think, to try to kind of get some of that semblance of like, oh, I'm doing a normal thing mm -hmm. back. Mm -hmm. um, because I did this thing that was so untraditional by proposing to him that I wanted like a ring that was more traditional. Um, and yeah, now I don't even wear it anymore. So I just wear my wedding band at this point. I really wish that I had gone with a, a less traditional ring because I think that's the one that I really wanted. But in the moment, I chose the super traditional ring to try to compensate and also because I chose it and I didn't just like let Joe choose one or whatever. Like the proposal is now just a story and the wedding is almost exclusively just a story. Like there's no stuff that I walk around with from that proposal or from, from the wedding except for my rings. I've since learned when it comes to picking out like kind of the important, the quote unquote important stuff for somebody else, even if it's not the exact thing that you would have picked out for yourself, that there's a lot that's really amazing about a thing that somebody bought for you or got or got for you. Like I got him this watch that he loves that he has admitted is probably not the exact one that he would pick, but he would never pick a different watch. Like he wouldn't want a different watch because that's the one that I had gotten for him. And I feel like it's the same way with the ring that like if he, if I just let him pick out the ring instead of like meddling in it at all, um, then he almost definitely would not have picked out the exact ring that I would have wanted, but it would have been the ring that he really liked. Mm-hmm. Is this going to end up being a metaphor for the entire engagement? Probably. <laughs> when you picked the more traditional ring, do you think that was more for you or more for other people? It was, it was kind of, it was for me because it was for other people that like when people would say, oh, let me see the ring, I could show them the ring and they'd be like, oh, that's so pretty as opposed to like, oh, what an alternate choice you just made. How cute for you. I don't really like black diamonds. That's a weird 
choice, but it's great for you. It looks great on you. Like I was just like, I didn't want any of those types of conversations because um, I'd already had those conversations about the engagement and about like making this really different choice than a lot of people that I, it was like, I didn't want to have more conversations around all these different choices that I was making. It always felt a little bit like they didn't think that it was necessarily a good idea. Telling other people besides telling your boyfriend, I think is the hardest part because at least if your boyfriend is the type of person who's cool with you proposing, then that's not that scary and that's why you've decided to do it. But telling other people is, is harder because they're not necessarily on board. There aren't very many podcasts, you know. I sort of feel like podcasting is an untapped market for, like, amateur weird girls with glasses. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I just yeah. feel like no one's really... Like, never have I met someone who's like, oh, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? No. Like that. Nobody says that. <laughs>